March is here, and the Big 12 men's basketball tournament is on the horizon. We're here to get you ready for all the action right here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, presented as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. Nick Farrell here along with both of our Golden Blue Nation reporters as they get ready to board a flight to Kansas City. Well, really, it's two flights because there's no such thing as a direct flight in the Big 12 Conference when you're flying from West Virginia. Uh, Angelica, where are you hitting as soon as you get to Kansas City? Hmm. I don't. So we're going to be getting there pretty late, but I think maybe a nice little breakfast spot um, coming up on Wednesday, Ryan, would be a good one because by the time we get to the hotel, it's going to be like 1030. Um, and, you know, power and light is popping, but not on the weekdays. Ryan mm. Decker, this is your first trip yeah. to Kansas City, right? Yeah, first trip to Kansas City. It's my 100th. I can't wait to <laughs> learn the ropes of this town. Well, uh, Deck, are you uh, are you thinking about are you a barbecue guy? Kind of, you know, more more on like the chicken or the steak side of things, not so much like the the pork or the rib side of things. Yeah. The last time Nick and I had, I don't know if that barbe- was the information you were looking for. Yeah. But that's what you got. I just wanted a yes or no answer. I well, guess, that's later in the show. Oh, exactly. Well, okay. the last time Nick and I had barbecue in Kansas City, the world um, shut down like 12 hours later. Oh, man. Yeah. So you hopefully... remember that? We were at Joe's oh, Kansas man. City Barbecue. We'll we go. Had... We'll you know, go. It, it, it is great. The, yeah. the Z-Man is terrific. Like, And anything you get at Joe's is, is really good. And I know there are going to be people listening to this. They're like, why don't you go to here or here or here? What's that place? Q39, Q39 Q38, yeah. whatever. Like, I yep. like that place, too. Trust me, there's there are very few bad places in Kansas City. And everybody's allowed to have their own favorites. Well, when you get the opportunity to eat barbecue inside of, like, an old gas station, why aren't, would you not do yeah. that? Yeah, so, so the story the story, you know I mean? <laughs> the story that Angelica is alluding to is, of course, in March 2020, right before the tournaments were shut down. We were just waiting in line and overheard this old couple just talking about stuff. They were talking about how maybe their grandson had been sent home from college already because of the pandemic or something along those lines. And they're like, would you guys like to sit with us? Because this place is packed. And we're like, I guess. I mean, sure. Why not? They seem that the woman was in like a, oh, what, a, a the track suit. Track suit, suit, suit and, track suit, and right. all this jewelry. And I was like, honestly, it's me. But they were nice. they were terrific. I mean, they, they were a great company to share Wait, some barbecue Youngstown with. State is what, because they said their grandson, no, you said your brother had texted you something about classes at Youngstown right. State. Right. They turned around. Oh, our grandson goes to Youngstown That's State. Right. That's how we That's started right. talking. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what it was. That was the connection. Yeah, my brother, Jack is a big Jared Calhoun fan and was there Thursday when they beat Detroit Mercy. And remember, they were telling us something about Michael Jordan? Oh, this yeah. Couple, right? Oh, they yeah, had yeah, a yeah. lot of good stories. Yeah, yeah like uh, something about uh, they they were in MJ's house or something yeah. like that. Or was it was it Kobe, maybe? Something like that. I'm not sure, but I don't know. They, they had some... Somebody was a realtor in their family that sold very expensive homes yeah. for, for NBA players. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we good, learned yeah. a lot, and we thought the world was going to end, and we were like, this might be our last supper. <laughs> they so also I... were like, can we take a picture of you two together? We were like, <laughs> and, sure. Well, well, so that's the favorite part of the story, is that in that photo, there is a woman who is like what you would... The, the Webster Dictionary definition of a Karen in the background, <laughs> like staring oh, us down. So she mad, is yeah. not happy that yeah. we have our food and are having a nice dinner with these random strangers. Yeah. So anyway, if those strangers from Kansas City are listening and remember Nick and yeah. Angelica from West Virginia, send us a message on, us on Facebook joy. because, yeah, we, we we talk about this around this time every year when we're getting ready to go to Kansas City. Those, those they, folks they, were terrific. They say they go every year. They're, um, yeah, they, they, they might be there. Maybe right? they're, they're uh, to K- Kansas Jayhawks uh, fans. Ugh. So maybe, though, Ryan, if we roll up there, maybe we'll see him. You never know. Maybe we'll see him. All right, so down to business. Speaking of the Big 12 tournament, 
Let's recap the bracket, shall we? West Virginia, the eighth seed, tip-off is coming up Wednesday, the opening game against Texas Tech, the number nine seed. That's a seven o'clock Eastern time tip. Believe it is slated for ESPNU officially. The other first round game, seven seed Oklahoma State against 10 seed Oklahoma. That's a 9.30 Eastern tip. If West Virginia were to beat Texas Tech, remember those teams split the regular season series. The Mountaineers would move on to Thursday's quarterfinals and take on number one Kansas. That's set for a three Eastern tip Thursday afternoon after four seed Baylor plays five seed Iowa State. The late session in the quarterfinals is two seed Texas against the OU OSU winner and three seed Kansas State against six seed TCU. Those games set for seven Eastern and 930 Eastern respectively. So guys, I ask you on the doorstep of your venture to Kansas City and Angelica, let's start with you. West Virginia as an eight seed doesn't really get to be choosy about who it plays and the road is tough. But what do you think about West Virginia's path, not to a championship, let's say path to the semifinals, since we know that Texas Tech is the upcoming opponent and Kansas State would loom. How do you feel about that? I think that West Virginia, um, I think is in a pretty good, now if this would be maybe two weeks ago, I think I would feel a little bit differently, but the fact that they, that the Mountaineers were basically two points away from ending the regular season, what, 4-0? Mm-hmm. Um, I think West Virginia is one playing some away. of, yeah, yeah. One possession away. West Virginia is playing some of its best basketball at the absolute right time, and I think that... Unfortunately, Texas Tech is dealing with its own situation, and I think that maybe the Red Raiders could be coming into this one with a lot of things on their mind, and we could be in for one of those games that I had just talked about with Emmett Matthews when he came in, dunked on Texas Tech. He did tell me the knees are a lot older now, so he doesn't know if he's going to be able to do that, like (laughs) same. But I think West Virginia needs to just not – What I think could get them in trouble is if they look past Texas Tech and say, oh, we want Kansas, we're ready for Kansas because they just recently played them and that game was so close because you have to look at the most recent time they played Texas Tech. Texas Tech came into the Coliseum and showed that they were not going to be in the Big 12 basement all the way at the bottom much longer. So I think if West Virginia can play defensively and play as a team together, I think that that would help get a Texas Tech win. But I think then that could mean another really great matchup with Kansas. This West Virginia team has had really bad years where they go in and find a way to make it to the semifinals. They've had really good years where they find a way to lose in the first round. So really unpredictable with this team. But I think that they're in a very good position to make it to that quarterfinal matchup with the Jayhawks. Just to recap, Angelica referencing the Mark Adams suspension there for Texas Tech. That was news that came down over the weekend. Don't really know exactly what the situation is with Adams. He was suspended for making a, quote, inappropriate comment. Uh, it's it's probable that he's done for the year, so to speak, for the, for the Red Raiders. And it's impossible to know how the team is going to react. But Deck, if you look at that matchup, right, they split in the regular season. The road team won both games. Right. I don't know, man. When when these situations happen, I get it. They can serve as motivation for a team that all of a sudden pops off and has a Cinderella run. But I also think that West Virginia has to be thinking, hey, this is our opportunity here. Right. We can take on Texas Tech. We know we can beat these guys. And we just hung with Kansas on the road not that long ago. We know it's going to be a road-like atmosphere anytime you play Kansas in KC. Mm-hmm. 
But I think West Virginia has to be feeling pretty good about itself. Right. So so to go to your first point with Texas Tech, I think you're exactly right. Something like the situation can either split a team up or it can bring a team together. The thing that's also kind of working against Texas Tech is I think those kids know to they're going to have to run the table, probably make it to at least the championship game, if not win the Big 12 championship game, in order to make the NCAA tournament. I think the first eight minutes of that game on Wednesday are the most important minutes of the season for WVU. If you jump on Texas Tech early and get them out of that game, I think the Red Raiders might be done at that point. Because I think it's going to be just so much on them at that point. If you let Texas Tech hang around for those first eight minutes, you find out if Mark Adams is there or not. We don't know yet. You know, you know, his scheme works no matter if he's there or not. If Texas Tech figures that out, they get some uh, some charisma. They get some belief in themselves that, hey, it doesn't matter if our coach is here going through a situation or not. We're going to rally around this and make a run. But for West Virginia, I've, certainly a path to the quarterfinals is there. Or, or to, the, uh, to the semifinals, I should say. You get past Texas Tech. You play a Kansas team that, as we mentioned, they, they just played very well against in Kansas. Mm-hmm. If you can hang with them then you make it to a point in the Big 12 tournament where anything can happen because you've probably had an upset or two, as we've seen throughout the Big 12 this entire year. The other interesting thing for West Virginia in this tournament is you don't want to play yourself into a future bad spot in the NCAA tournament. We were talking earlier uh, off the podcast about how West Virginia, it appears they're off the bubble, but they could be put right back on the bubble depending mm-hmm. on what happens outside of the Big 12 you know, around the country. Talking bid stealers, things right. of that nature. But if West Virginia plays so well in the Big 12 tournament, they could play themselves into, into a potential reverse 7-10 matchup with another 10 seed like WVU is projected to be that's also playing really well right now. Or that second round where you're playing a great Purdue team, maybe a good Kansas team, maybe um, a great Houston team in the second round. It's just this really interesting time right now in position where WVU is. So for West Virginia... Again, Texas Tech first round game, quarterfinal matchup would be Kansas, assuming the Mountaineers defeat TTU. The teams that you don't want to face to me at the Big 12 tournament are always Kansas and Iowa State because those are the, and maybe K State to a certain extent. Those are the teams that always pack that place and always seem to play particularly well in that venue. West Virginia has learned that the hard way many a time, right? That 2019 run where they were the 10 seed they run into Kansas and lose. And then last year, the iconic Doug Sermons game. Man, what a game he had tossing tossing Bob Huggins out. To me, tournament MVP was Doug Sermons. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're playing you're playing against every everybody in that arena when you play against Kansas. So we're being realistic here and saying that, yeah, you're still going up against the number one seed, but I do like West Virginia's chances against Texas Tech and assuming they win against Kansas as well because of the performance at, at Allen Fieldhouse recently and the fact that it seems like this team has finally reached a point where it's gone back to how it was playing in non-conference play where the offense was really clicking and doing enough on defense to win games. What I was going to say as well is another reason that I feel confident in this West Virginia team is we talk about those types of atmospheres that could await in Kansas City, but this is a team went into Allen Fieldhouse, did not let that bother it, then turned around and went into Hilton Coliseum, a place that is just as crazy. It's just a little bit smaller. I was there in person. Things were getting pretty rowdy, and in a game where West Virginia had every opportunity to fold and let that you know, play an impact, it didn't. So I think that that also helps that a lot of these guys on this team, they've been there, done that in this type of atmosphere, almost now back-to-back with a week in between, I think that also is something that bodes well for this team, that it it could be ready for that extra factor that's going to be there at Kansas City. 
All right, when we come back here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, we're going to have a little bit of March fun with Angelica and Deck. They're going to be investors buying stock in West Virginia, entering the Big 12 tournament and possibly the NCAA tournament after that. That's next, right here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, after a quick word from our sponsor. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Golden Blue Nation podcast continues. Nick Farrell here along with Angelica Trenone and Ryan Decker on Monday before they head out to the Big 12 tournament, which begins on Wednesday. Don't forget our Mountaineer Game Day Big 12 tournament special is coming up Tuesday night at 7.30 on our next door affiliates here in West Virginia and Hagerstown, Maryland. So check your local listings for more details on that. Okay, it's time to invest in WVU stock. Deco, get your best trade. It's in the car. He's got three packed, locked, and loaded for the I don't mean, Just one, but it's double-sided. Oh, so, yeah, wow. My so it's, gosh. it's wow. as good okay. as two. So it's really, yeah. yeah. It's as good as two outfits. Think about the versatility Deck will have in Kansas City with a reversible vest. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Too. Really, really they are. And especially as much of an overpacker as I am, yeah. Oh endless possibilities. So endless. The, the investors, would you have a puffer vest then, Angelica? Because now we really need to have this be the theme for I our entire went and, um, You know, there's still time to swing by my house. Yeah. Oh, Target's my just down the road. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Deck will let me borrow one of his. <laughs> okay. So I've got some topics. I want to know if you guys are investing stock in West Virginia in these categories. Okay. Well, let's start with this first one. Are you buying in? to the value of familiarity with recent opponents. Remember, West Virginia very recently played Texas Tech and lost that game. Very recently played Kansas, which would be its quarterfinal opponent, and lost that game too. But does the recency give you a little bit more comfort in these upcoming, at least one upcoming matchup? Angelica. I'm feeling trapped. Um, (laughs) I would say I am buying. I think that West Virginia facing this team and having the facing Texas Tech and Kansas uh, Kansas recently and having the outcomes that those games were is only more motivation. Where I think that I maybe would be selling is if, say, West Virginia swept Texas Tech in the regular season, they beat up on them both times, um, and you know, Kansas kind of thumped West Virginia both times. Maybe I'd be thinking about it a little differently, but. This West Virginia team is one that it doesn't need any more motivation when you have a guy like Eric Stevenson, when you've got Trey Mitchell, Emmett Matthews, Kedrian Johnson. Like These guys are ready for this moment. They've been talking about it all year, and I think they know what is waiting on the other side if they perform well. So for me, I think it only bodes well for West Virginia, and especially, too, I like that they did lose to Texas Tech the most recent time, and some of the guys were crying on the court after. They took that one hard. I think that being that it is so recent, that's fresh in their mind, so I like that I'm buying it going into the tournament. Deck, hit me. Mr. Vest. I'm torn. I I started out as a buy, buy low, and then I I went to sell, and now Angelica's kind of convinced me to buy the stock. Uh, This is why I don't truly invest, despite my best. (laughs) Deck does Uh, not care about passive income, I guess. Uh... I think I'm just going to sell just for the fact that you think back to the two meetings with Texas Tech this year, 
Both teams went on the other's home court. I don't think there's really a lot to truly glean from either of those matchups in terms of the trend. I mean, both teams or both times they played, the home team just did not play very well. The road team came in with motivation. So I don't know how much you can take from those two matchups this year. And, and with Kansas, I mean, obviously there, there's the familiarity that a Bill Self coached team is a Bill Self coached team every time it takes the court. Kansas is really good. I, I also just wonder, and I always wonder this with power conferences, I guess, that number one seed, because Kansas is pretty much locked into being a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, how much motivation is there for them to go out and perform well in this tournament, knowing that you're going to get beat up both physically or, or kind of metaphorically too in the Big 12 tournament? Do you want to save yourself for the NCAA tournament? I, I know it's looking forward a lot, but I, I'm going to sell slightly on that. Interesting. Motivation for that question, by the way, is in the Big 12, you play everybody twice, right? But does it help to have that game plan that, that film study fresh in mind. And I think it could potentially be of use when West, if West Virginia were to play Kansas in the quarterfinals. But, Deck, I'm, I'm kind of with you there on the, on the Texas Tech mm -hmm. matchup. All right, Angelica, a moment ago you mentioned Eric Stevenson, who, by the way, has scored 23 or more points in each of West Virginia's five games. He becomes just the fifth Mountaineer to have a five-game or longer streak with 23-plus points. But I'm going to lower the margin here just a touch. Can West Virginia win any games at all at the Big 12 tournament if Eric Stevenson does not score at least 20 points? Hmm. So the question is, are you buying that Eric Stevenson has to score 20 or more in order for West Virginia to win? Yes. And the Ooh. only reason, the here's the only reason that I'm saying yes, is there has been so many times this season to where you see when he does not perform well, it's almost like the other players on the court are a little bit unsure offensively. Now, we've also seen times to where he wasn't going performing well and that Matthew stepped up and had a big game. Joe Toussaint has been able to fill that void. But I think right now, the recipe for success offensively has been what Eric Stevenson does. And I think this team feeds so much off his energy that – if Eric doesn't go out there and have a 20-point showing, I think he's going to be – that's going to show in him. He could go out there and be a total head case. We've seen it before if the shots aren't falling early. And I think that that truly could – No, I mean, I'm being serious. I think that that would have an impact on this team because for a guy who has only been here, you know, for this season – he has a different leadership role on this team. And I think offensively, he has to be performing well. That gives him the energy, and that energy just feeds to everyone else on this team because he is the one that they look to for scoring. Everybody else, whatever they can get from them is great. And I yeah. think right now, with some injuries and, and things as well, West Virginia can't really rely on its play inside. Um, Trey Mitchell, I'm looking at you to not get into foul trouble to help out in that aspect, but I think that that definitely is going to play its part. So I am buying that Eric Stevenson needs a 20-piece nugget. I'm going to sell that, actually. Okay. I, and it's because of part of what you just said right there. There's a couple guys on this team. Trey Mitchell's one. Jimmy Bell's another. Uh, who, who need a big-time performance, I think, to make sure they mentally are in the right headspace to be able, be able to perform once you play Kansas. Once you, if you survive Kansas, you would play Baylor or Iowa State, and then once you get into the NCAA tournament. I think, now, will Eric go off for 20 against Texas Tech? Because that's the first opponent, probably. I, I would buy that, that he probably will. But I don't think West Virginia needs him to score 20 
in order to beat Texas Tech. You could see him, I could see him go off for 12 points in, like I said, the first 8 to 10 minutes and then really take a step back because he knows let's get everyone else involved and have everyone playing well. And maybe it's not he gets everyone involved. Let's say Kedrian Johnson gets everyone involved to make sure everyone's playing well going into that Kansas game. I, I okay, don't think he enough. has to. I'm going to sell that. So, so the law of averages would say that Stevenson is he's due for a, a bad performance right. by his standards, right? He averages about 15 points per game. So for him to be scoring 23 points at such a an enormous clip over the last five games is is remarkable historic stuff at West Virginia. However. It seems like the dude's not going to miss, and they need him. They need him. I hear what you're saying, Dex. Somebody else can step up. They had great outings from Emmett and Kedrian against K-State. Trey Mitchell had, what, maybe 15 points, something like that. He also really got involved in the scoring. But if West Virginia is going to make a run in Kansas City or wherever else, Stevenson has to produce. Does he have to score 23 every single game? Probably not, and I don't know that he can. But I, I do think, to Angelica's point there, I think that if West Virginia is going to make a run in either tournament, Eric Stevenson has to be at the center of that. All right, let's get one last one in here because I know you guys got to get on the road, got to get ready to go to the airport. Are you buying that West Virginia is really in the NCAA tournament as an at-large team? The latest projections from ESPN, The Athletic, CBS, all have West Virginia in the field. And there's a chance that there could be bid stealers. It's unlikely West Virginia plays itself out of the tournament, right? I think when um, on Twitter a lot with a team up 79, people have been wanting to talk about the eye test. Um, Just say it. Just say who it is. Just say who it is. With the Pitt Panthers. Just say it. You know, um, I think, again, like I said earlier, I think it's so beneficial to West Virginia that it's playing the way that it's playing at this time. But I think that... You have to look at, I mean, how many quad one wins is it? I don't know this off the top of my no, head, six. but it's okay. Six. So, six. And that's fluctuated so much throughout the year. It because teams really, move up and down. Yeah. Course, really, it right. should be seven at least. But yeah, it's six right now. So I think West Virginia and, you know, I'm I'm going to be on my Bob Huggins right here. We play in the hardest league in America. <laughs> like, I think West Virginia. Emphasis on league. Has, league. Right. I think West Virginia, while it has gotten beat up a little bit in the Big 12, I think that it's went beating Iowa State when it was a ranked team early on. You have the win over Auburn. Um, things didn't go the way you wanted against Purdue. But I think that this West Virginia team has shown that it's capable of being an NCAA team. I think I would feel more comfortable if maybe one or two games here recently went a different way. I mean, like you look back at the time that you had things close against Texas at home. I mean, it's hard because there are a couple instances that you can point to and say, well, this could really hurt. And if it went the other way, it could have helped. But I think right now this West Virginia team has done everything they needed to do at the right time to ensure a spot in the postseason. I still think regardless of what happens, like we said, bid stealers, that aside, as of right now, I think West Virginia still should be an NCAA tournament team, and I think that's why it's even so much more important to beat Texas Tech. Hmm. All right, Dex, so she's got her monopoly money on it. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think West Virginia is an NCAA tournament team. I mean, I think they solidified that on Saturday by beating Kansas State. You look at the last couple of games out there, they've beaten a Kansas State team that was number 11 in the country, uh, beat a uh, – who was before that? 
Iowa State team that who had just yeah. dropped out of the rankings. Thanks for were, saying that into your mic, Angelica. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, had played really well against a Kansas team. Obviously, they, WVU didn't win that game, but we're right there. Um, and then, so West Virginia is playing well, as she just said. They're playing well at the right time. But you look at the bubble right now. Pittsburgh, you just look at the last four buys. Pittsburgh and C State. Two teams in the ACC, which is down considerably this year. I mean, it has an average net ranking of was four times lower than that of the Big 12. So one of those two teams is going to have to go onto a run to get itself off of the bubble, and that depends on where you stand on how much weight conference tournaments have. Uh, there's that debate there. You look further down, Auburn's the last four-by team. West Virginia's beaten them. So head-to-head, that's to me, that's a win for WVU. You look at some of these other teams um, – I mean, there's two more, Clemson and North Carolina, who are in that out category, that, again, they're going to have to go on a mega run to even steal that sort of a bid in the ACC. So I, I just think the numbers are there right now to support West Virginia being in the tournament, no matter what. Now, if they lose and look bad to Texas Tech, that's when things get really interesting. But uh, as long as they handle business against Texas Tech, it, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. They'll be in, and it's a matter of what seed and what region you're in. Yeah, so, Dak, I, I got to agree with both of you guys, and, and I didn't think I would ever get to this point, but here are the three things behind why I'm in. The first is what you said. They're, they're peaking at the right time, as Bill Cowher would say, right? They're playing their best basketball at the end of the season, and I think that that's something valid that the committee may look at. The second thing is there is precedent for this. I believe an Oklahoma team in the last two years got to the NCAA tournament with a 7-11 and Big 12 record, and that's where West Virginia sits. Seven league wins, 18 overall wins, four now, and those seven league wins come in the toughest league in America, right? Whereas the ACC has the seventh best net ranking overall behind the Big East, Mountain West, and Pac-12. And this is the folks. 2023 Big East, not the 2011 Big East, right. which was stacked. Yeah. So, so, but beyond all of that stuff, you know, there has been a lot of conversations had over the last month around these parts. Do conference tournaments really matter? And I know there are some people who think they do and some people who want them to. But when you look at the actual results, the committee has flat out told us over the last few years without saying these exact words, conference tournament games don't matter unless you win the automatic bid and automatically qualify, right? Now, all of that said, if West Virginia plays terrible and loses 90 to 60 on Wednesday, I will again be worried if they right. lose bad to Texas Tech, as you mentioned, even though I just said that, that, that those games do not really matter as much in the eyes of the committee. But I'll still, I'll still be worried. But for now, I think they've done enough. The, the other thing here, too, that, that works in West Virginia's favor, uh, to, to be really just not naive about it, the NCAA tournament's a big TV show. West Virginia has a Hall of Fame head coach. It's a Power 5 program that will likely be seeded, just say 10 or 9, with the opportunity to play another Power 5 program in a 7-10, 8-9 matchup and then go play a top two seed from a Power 5 program. Maybe pull off a huge upset. Maybe pull off a huge upset. I mean, that's dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign for for Turner. That's enough, I think, right there with the position WVU has put itself in over the last two weeks to get West Virginia over the hump. Not to mention that there's a very notorious guy who plays for potential seven-seed Kentucky exactly. that's kind of around there somewhere. Yeah. Play that game in Columbus. I swear to God, do not play it on the West Coast. If they want... Like Marshall, if, that was baloney. Right. Don't play that game in San Diego. If they want to cash in, they're playing that in Columbus because right. West Virginia fans will be tailgating in the parking lot if yeah. they can't get tickets. Oh, so will Kentucky fans. You know, well, yeah, exactly. Big Blue Nation is trying. Yes. They're yeah. walking to that game. Man. Yep. 
Come on, that would be nuts. That would be nuts. There's still a lot that has to happen in, in the next week before we can. We're manifesting that it. In. Yes. Yeah. But West Virginia going to play Marshall in San Diego was the most most West Virginia thing. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> in my childhood we would have to like go somewhere on the other side of the state to play. So I'm from Martinsburg, play Hedgesville or Musselman, who's like 15 minutes the other direction. That happens a lot in the state. I mean, I know it happens elsewhere yeah. too, but it's a very West. Virginia in fairness, game. I'm not sure anybody thought Marshall was pulling off the first round victory right. in that, but but yeah, you knew that when that that there was like a little wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge when both of them ended up in the same bracket with the potential to play on game two for a spot in the Sweet yeah. Sixteen. So, all right, thank you for playing my game. I appreciate it. There will be no prize money awarded, even if all of I you guys are right. I don't have any money left. I don't think, man. No. I was yep. having a cash I got a little, gun. I got a little left. Just, just felt yeah. that that needed yeah. to. We needed to have a disclaimer there. All right, you guys got to run. We do too. Appreciate you listening to the Golden Blue Nation podcast. A reminder that our Mountaineer Game Day Big Twelve Tournament Special is set for Tuesday at 7:30 p.m. on our next star affiliates in West Virginia and Maryland. Those are WBOI, WOWK in Charleston, WTRF in Wheeling, WVNS in Beckley, and WDVM DC News now in Hagerstown, Maryland. A quick note for those of you who listen outside of those viewing areas, we will not air our Big 12 tournament special on AT&T Sportsnet, but you can watch it on demand Tuesday night and Wednesday morning on GoldenBlueNation.com and the free Golden Blue Nation app. So make sure you check that out if you're out of market. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more coverage from Kansas City throughout the Big 12 tournament. Follow Deck and Angelica individually, too to keep up to date with what they're eating and how much barbecue they're having while they're out there in Kansas City. All right, that's a wrap. For AT and Deck, I'm Nick Farrell. This has been the Golden Blue Nation podcast presented by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year for basketball fans. March is here. <laughs>